Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. I am your host, D Lake, and we have a special guest on the show with us today. I know you guys love motivational speakers and just finding out, you know, how you can become a motivational speaker, or maybe you just want to, you know, add that on to what you already do within your business. Well, I know that the guest that we have on the show today is definitely going to bring some of that insight to us. So without further ado, I would like to go ahead and introduce Stacey Banks Houston, and I'm going to give her a few moments here to introduce herself, and then we'll go ahead and lay out this interview for you guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dee. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to join you today and everyone out there to share my story. Um, I'm Stacey Banks Houston, and let's see, the journey has been long, but it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I am born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and um, let's see, I started in um, my education started I majored in undergrad in fashion merchandising and design Ooh. yeah and I later went on to get my MBA and so I always wanted to be uh, this big designer fashion designer and of course um, the 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 journey kind of shifted and went a different way but then I became um, an entrepreneur and have not looked back. Very, just very passionate about entrepreneurship. I think everybody should be an entrepreneur. But yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not everyone's journey or mindset, but I, I'm very passionate about it and just happy to help people start and stay in business. So I'm happy that you told us a little bit about your journey. Because right now, um, as I talk to different women business owners, they're like, you know, I, I thought I wanted to do this or I, I think I should do this. But you know how entrepreneurship is like a, a huge squiggly line. Mm -hmm. You know, it never goes straight. So for you, um, what really encouraged you to say, you know, let me go out on this limb and become, you know, an entrepreneur and figure out what kind of business I have rather than doing your, you know, past dream of wanting to be in fashion. Mm -hmm. So that's so funny that you call it a, just a squiggly line because that's how mine was. It really was a squiggly line. <laughs> <laughs> and I always start the story with what I consider my first entrepreneurial experience is when I was maybe about five or six and we had um, seashells in our backyard and I would, dig these seashells up, clean them up and paint them and then set up a little table outside and try and sell these seashells. Uh oh. Anybody else? I know, right? So cute. So <laughs> well, Right, little young Stacy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> had lemonade stands, I was trying to sell these seashells. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, people from around the neighborhood, you know, just bought them because it was just so cute. But <laughs> that obviously was not the million dollar business for me. But that I consider my first entrepreneurial experience. Um, mm -hmm. And then later, since I was in fashion merchandising, I my first job was at a fabric store. And okay. 
um, someone, one of the customers um, was looking for hair bows, accessories, to, to ribbon to make um, hair bows for her daughter. And mm-hmm. so I trying to explain to her how to make it. And she was just like, I can't do this. And I was like, oh, well, I'll make them for you. So I started doing that. And I was like, oh, I can really make a business out of this. So that started, that was probably in my um, teens. Well, I was out, out of high, I was out of high school. Um, I'd have been just right out of high school, but, um, that started my business called buttons and bows. And then, yeah. And then later my dad and I started a women's accessory store. And so I was doing that, um, my later years in college and, um, and so I, we, we had that business, um, for about five years. And then we opened together a shared office space where we rented out office space from for um, basically small business owners and provided them support services. So we were their receptionist. We had we were their admin person. There was, of course, office space, conference room space, telephone answering. Um, and so we started doing that business. And then out of that, we had an organization who needed, um, they rented the space for their monthly meetings and they were looking for a caterer now. (laughs) Right. So you're watching the squiggly line here. We went from seashells all the way. It's amazing. (laughs) All the way up to office space. And so they said they were looking for a caterer. Now I like to eat. I don't like to cook, but they said (laughs) for a caterer. And I said, well, what exactly, you know, do you need? And they said, well, we're just, you know, sandwiches, refreshments, light refreshments. I'm thinking, okay, I can put together a sandwich. <laughs> I then started, um, well, that's actually moved into my event planning, but it came out of um, fixing sandwiches and pasta salads and things for them. And so I remember wow. her telling me, never despise small beginnings because everybody knows that I really don't like to cook. And so they just thought it was hilarious that I had set up this little catering gig with um, this organization. But again, mm-hmm. that started my event planning business. And so, um, and then uh, after that, I did start working as director of the Small Business Development Center in, in Cleveland. And so I worked one-on-one with clients trying to help them start businesses and developing business plans and finding funding. And so after that started my um, small business coaching and training. So Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is like the story of my life, you know, because sometimes when you're, you know, switching up and doing and trying so many different things, when someone asks you what you do, you're like, okay, what do I want to tell them today? You know, (laughs) I you don't want to confuse them. But I think that just hearing that you went through all of those different, you know, ventures before you got to where you are now. And I will say with the office space, you guys were definitely ahead of the curve with that because a lot of people are doing that now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you guys are doing that, you know, back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we started that business in 1994 and wow. it was open for 20 years. We closed into 2000, um, 2014. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so... With all of the the ideas that you have, and I heard you mention your dad a lot, so he was supportive of of your entrepreneurship attitude, right? Absolutely. And I love that, that you guys went into business together. And how did that, you know, encourage you to really 
you know, take a step with the ideas and things that you had? Was he like hard on you about it? Or was he like, you know, if you have this idea, let's go for it? Well, it's so funny. He, um, he worked in corporate America. He was in telecommunications and um, was vice president of um, a company. And so that was his main job. But he has always had an entrepreneurial spirit, um, has always what I, I call had that hustle uh, mentality mm-hmm. as well. Like I remember him, and this is of course probably way before you were born, but I remember him going to, <laughs> going to New York and buying um, women's blouses. Um, they were Anne Klein blouses, and he would bring them back from New York. And my mom and I would um, have these blouse shows, and she would invite friends over. I mean, and they were just like crazy, like they were getting these Anne Klein blouses <laughs> from New York. So I always oh remember doing things like that. But he was totally the, I called him the idea man and did not really want to deal with the day-to-day. That's why he kind of brought me in on a lot of this, these things. But <laughs> the idea, unless, you know, you do it. So, um, but he definitely had the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think a lot, definitely that's where I get it from. Yeah, it sounds it. I could definitely tell after I heard him being a part of, you know, two different business ventures, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, that's really cool to have that kind of support, especially from a parent, because um, that's another big topic when I'm speaking to business owners. They're like, you know, my family doesn't support me. You know, I don't know what to do, or they think I'm crazy for quitting my job or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think that that's really cool that you had that support system. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, helped to encourage you to to do what you're doing now. Yeah. And, D, and I just want to stop on that point for a second, because that is so um, important to have that support. And I talk a lot about that when I sit and counsel and coach my clients is do you have the support of friends and family and do they really understand what this venture is about, what this journey is about, and that you may not have the time that you used to have to spend with them and need their support and their understanding. And while my dad had that entrepreneurial spirit, my mom was totally the opposite. She, she was in education and was a teacher and, and superintendent. And so she was, you know, used to, of course, getting a paycheck every two weeks. And so she right. was, I don't understand how you and your dad do this thing because you <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know, the way things are going in society, you may not get a steady paycheck either. You may want to walk right. in. So it is so, I'm glad you said that because it's really important for people to um, have that conversation with their friends and family, especially their family, because they need, you know, they need that support. It's a, it's a lonely journey um, being an entrepreneur sometimes. So you need your, your family surrounding you to support you. That is so true. So with all of that support that you had, especially from your dad and the the differing perspective with your mom, I know that you got into motion of motivational speaking at some point. What encouraged you to want to share all of your experiences to lift and encourage others? Well, it's so funny is that I, when I was working um, with the Small Business Development Center, before I became director, I was hired in as a business counselor. And so the director mm. at the time um, said, we, you know, we're going to have to do some workshops and things like that. And he said, I'm going to do one workshop. You're going to watch me. And the next one you're going to do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Not like public speaking. 
And so I was kind of thrown into that. But the more and more I began to really become passionate about entrepreneurship and saw that people really needed the information and then just digging deep into the research, um, I was just like, I got to share this. This is good stuff. I have to share this. And then actually talking to my clients, um, there's just a need. There's so many people out here who, for whatever reason, um, have an idea or are tired of their jobs um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, want to leave a legacy, you know, for their kids and just don't know how to do it and have had a, a, a passion, a burning desire to, to start a business and just don't know how. And so just the fact that I can share my story and share um, the how to's and that, you know, you can do it. My, my mantra is push your passion. And so that's Ooh. what I encourage people to do. Just, just push it. You've got this baby, you know, in, in you. And so you've got to figure out a way to just to push it out and make it happen. So. Yes, that is so true. And were you always good at motivational speaking? Like, were you always good at, you know, engaging with people? I think so. I think so. I, I always tell people, you know, I could be dead tired during the day and then have a speaking <laughs> gig. And it's just like lights on, lights, camera, action. And, you know, it's like just like a whole new world. Um, and then once I'm done, I'm like, oh, back down. <laughs> but I love it yes and I know I can tell that you're good at it because when I was doing my research like I do before all my interviews so that I'm aware of you know what you do and what you support I was constantly reading you know I love her um, motivational speaking she's so powerful or you know she she really encouraged me or motivated me or whatever the case was and it, it made me wonder you know how you found your voice because when someone's thinking about becoming a speaker, they're like, you know, I want to sound like me. I don't want to, you know, look at someone else and mimic what they're doing. I want to find my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you find your voice? Or is it just something you were just like, this is me and this is how I talk? <laughs> this is me and this is how I talk. And I think I've heard a lot of people say, you know, she's just so real. She's just so authentic. Like, I don't know any other way to be this. <laughs> This what you see is what you get, you know. And so sometimes um, I don't want to say it's harsh, but it's real talk, you know. And I'm I'm going to tell you, you know, some of the challenges that you're going to face. I'm going to tell you the realness um, of being an entrepreneur and and this whole journey. And so you may like it and you may not, but it's it's Stacy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the best kind of you know. Um, speaking or motivation, you know, that I like, because then it allows me to say, you know what, I know that they're not going to sugarcoat it with me. Because sometimes I need to hear that you need a new headshot. Or (laughs) sometimes I need to hear, you know, this is the etiquette when communicating or trying to build partnerships or collaborations, you know, people need to hear that stuff. And there's not a lot of people who want to say it. So I appreciate that, that real um, authentic voice that you have. Yes. And and there are definitely times, you know, I really like to, especially when I'm doing the coaching piece, um, I joke and say, I feel like the, the very first time I meet people, I lay people out on my couch and it's just our, <laughs> it's just our cry session. And there have been times we have 
in there with tissue and boohooing and and everything. But I have to um, show you the real me, and I have to 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 hear and see the real you and understand what's going on before we can even talk about starting a business because that's a whole nother project, um, a whole nother life. And so, you know, I need to find out, you know, are you going to school? Are you working? Do you have kids? What else is going on? What let's talk about life <laughs> before we move. Mm-hmm. Into and so, um, yes. and that brings with a lot of people that bring some baggage sometimes, you know, but we, we've got to work through that before we can add on some more bags what that is so true that's something that I just wrote in my excuse me my idea book the other day because I was like thinking of how the things that I go through um outside of my business but just as an entrepreneur and it made me think you know if we have so much emotional baggage and things that we're not dealing with whether it's self-care or our mental or whatever it may be those things flood over into our business and sometimes it stops us from being as productive or, you know, um, influential as we could be because we have all this other stuff we're dealing with in the background. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, um, this year would like to help myself and more women just to deal with that stuff so that we can be more confident business owners because it's so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My, my prayer every morning is, Lord, take me out of today and let everything that I do glorify you. So all these distractions, all the chaos, all the issues I may be facing, all the, you know, just the things, other things that I have to do today, take that out so I can focus on you and focus on this business. Oh, yes. I'm going to add that to my prayer in the morning. Because I I always love to listen to, you know, what other people do to bring clarity or to bring that help from God into their life. And I love that small prayer. It's so simple, but it's so beneficial. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm happy that you mentioned your clients when you were talking about, you know, your first session with them. Because I read somewhere, I don't know if they're your clients or just your audience when you're speaking, that you cater to the youth and the 50 plus community. Mm -hmm. Um, what made you choose those two different spectrums and why? Wow. So the youth, my very first um, experience with the youth is some years ago, I put on a youth, uh, week-long youth girls, youth entrepreneurship camp. And, um, and then since then, I've been working with different organizations. So I've worked with youth from middle school, elementary school, um, all the way up to college. And I just love the, um, the energy that they have, the fearlessness <laughs> that they yes. have. Like, Not afraid of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, no experience yet. And it's going to work. And that's mm-hmm. open tomorrow. <laughs> it's so it's, it's, it's so funny, but it's they're just so full of energy. I, I just love it. I mean, of course, you have to bring them back in into reality, but I just love this. This is it. We're going to do it. We're going to be millions tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of it. And then um, the senior piece, I got into a, I a contract with the our library system in Cleveland, and there's a program called Encore Entrepreneur. 
and it's targeted to the um, those that are 50 and up that are looking for something to do in the next encore of their life. So mm. approach, um, some may be at that point or some may be approaching retirement phase. What happens next? Do I become a volunteer? Do I become a mentor? Do I start my own business? And so my piece is focused, focused on starting their own business in this encore stage of life. So that's really great as well because you've got these people that have been in their industry for X amount of years and have all this knowledge and wisdom. And it's just like, wow. So I'm going from, you know, one extreme to the, to the other. I have these, you know, young, these youth over here that are just so excited and, you know, they really don't know. <laughs> they think they know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have, you know, then my seniors, the encore um, folks who, have all this wisdom and knowledge. And now it's just like, wow, you can do anything with that because you just you know it all. <laughs> so it's yes, great. you've been through it. Yes. Yeah. And you just definitely sparked so many things in my mind because with the youth, um, I loved what you said about them being fearless because they are. And people often talk about the lack of experience that, you know, young people in business have. But I think that everybody has to start at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, realize that, you know, when I'm starting this business, it's not just something I can open up because everybody isn't my target audience. You know, I need to maybe, you know, rein that in a little bit so that they can so that I can, you know, further expand and actually have a successful business. And I think it's cool that you're working with them because you've had so much experience and you're able to, you know, come down to their level and really speak to them and pour into them because they have so much time. Time is what I'm realizing now as a business owner mm-hmm. and consistency is what really creates those successful businesses. It's not about those, you know, overnight successes or those viral businesses. It's about, you know, putting in that time. And I think if they start young, it's amazing what they can do because then they have, you know, all the time they need to learn and to evolve and to, you know, just be better business owners. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome yeah I have to give a, a shout out to my son and and his best friend they were been best friends since um, junior high but they're starting they're both seniors in college now and they're starting a cleaning business cleaning CNTG cleanliness next to godliness and so, wow yeah so they are starting a, a janitorial business and you know I said to him I was like you know, you have the resources right here with your mom. You can ask me anything. And he was like, mom, I appreciate that. And he said, when, you know, I really get stuck on something, I'll ask you. He said, but I really want to do this myself. Mm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what? I had to pause. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, part of me was just, you know, I was up in my feelings a little bit and I'm like, okay. You don't need your mom, but the the other piece of love is like that's great. Do it, do it. I'm proud. Of you. I'll support you whenever you need me. So wow, and he'll learn so much more by you know experiencing it himself. But I think it, it is still good that he has you as a resource because there's some things that you know it it pays to have someone who says you know I've been there. You know, do it this way. But it's also really good to experience those things yourself because then you have a firsthand knowledge of why you don't need to do exactly. it again. 
or why you need to do it differently next time. And nothing can beat that, you know? So I think that's awesome and good for them. I'm going to have to record that so that I can, you know, keep it in mind. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. With, you know, all of the different ways to promote yourself and put yourself out there and tell people about what you do, how do you promote yourself and, you know, let people know, hey, I'm available for these services or hire me for this? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been blessed because a lot of my um, clients and, and contracts and things have come from word of mouth. And so I've been actually really blessed for that. Of course, you know, um, my website actually getting ready to redo and, and launch a new one and um, just hired a fabulous um, publicist, Sherry Miles of Polished Publicity. She's been fabulous. So, you know, one thing I will say to the, the entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to be out there is you've got to, and we, and we just talked about support of your family, but you've got to have a team, uh, a tribe of folks out there to help you because you can mm-hmm. alone. You cannot do it by yourself. And so we, we sometimes get so caught up thinking that we have to do everything by ourselves. But I always say you don't want to be the little rat on the wheel because the little rat on the wheel is spinning, going round and round and not going anywhere. And so you're constantly mm-hmm. in your business as opposed to working on top of your business and getting a, a overview of what's really going on. So you really need a team of folks to help you do this. So um, you know, I've called on, you know, a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs uh, because entrepreneurs have a certain type of mindset and they understand what other entrepreneurs are going through. So, yes, there may be, you know, things that I have some challenges with or, you know, do you have a such and such person that you can, you know, refer to me? And um, so it's just really great to have um, a tribe. That's all I can say. And I've used a lot of my clients because they're experts, you know, um, as we're build businesses together, you know, they're expert in their industry. And so I've used um, a lot of my clients, you know, to help with websites or to help with creating content for me and things like that. So we got to be there for each other. Yes, so true. And the thing about having a tribe, that's super important because there have been some days where I'm like, you know what, I don't know what to do. Or you just have one of those days and it really pays to what I have now. Me and someone else who was actually on the show, we've become accountability partners. Yes. And I have had never had an accountability partner before, so we are winging it right now. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> and it's, it's so awesome. And um, I'll even share with people what we do. Um, you know, once a week we come together, preferably on Sunday, sometimes it's like a Wednesday if we're crazy, but we'll come together and we'll talk about some of the things that we accomplished or struggled with the last week and some of the goals that we have for this week to, you know, kind of bring ourselves up and just move forward in our business. And it has become a situation where we're like, wow, you're going through that too. Or, you know, you're trying to build one of those too. What are you using? And it has become like an exchange of resources. And I think that if anyone needs, you know, that kind of support, or maybe you don't, you know, have a tribe, look to someone and see if they want to be your accountability partner and just, you know, grow that way. You never know what will come from it. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I have a new um, coaching system that I am going to launch and it's called AMPT. 
and it talks about um, having an accountability partner and being able to just ask people for what you need. Um, and I talk about that in my, in my book, the passion plan, there's a whole chapter about the ask and the ask is always mm-hmm. knowledge. And so that ask could be uh, ask for a referral or ask for contact context or uh, contacts or ask for money. Um, but how do you approach that person or persons um, for what you need? Yeah. And how can people, you know, be a part of that? Like, how can they get into that resource that you're about to launch? So the um, book will actually be launched next month. Um, We're starting a a, um, tour, an East Coast tour. So we will be in New Jersey, Linden, New Jersey, and then New Haven, Connecticut, and then Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm doing a book tour and book discussion. Um, Oh. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And... um, the book will also be available on uh, Amazon as well as my website. So it's called The Passion Plan, Journaling Your Business from Passion to Position to Profit. Ooh, and since you said journaling, does that mean that there's portions in the book where you can write in things? Or is it something that you do, you read the book and then you journal separately? No, you can write in the book. So the first chapter, oh. I'll write the vision, and it starts with... Mm-hmm. It's actually a journal to help you develop your business plan. So once you're done with reading the book, you will have a business plan developed. And so wow. it's um, divided in, in different sections. So the first section just talks about um, different topics of or different components of the business plan. So we'll talk about the market, your customer, marketing, your competition, again, the ask, financials. And so in, within each chapter, we talk about whatever the topic is. I discuss whatever the topic is. And then I give you a mm-hmm. list on what you need to do as it relates to that topic. So um, if it's about um, marketing, then I'll give you a to-do list on what you need to do as far as marketing and some different marketing tools and resources. And then within the chapter, there's a a a whole page where you can actually write your plan for that section. And then there's a, another page it's called journal the journey. And this is nothing more than just, I got an idea today. I met someone today. <laughs> this was a funky, non unproductive day today, whatever it is, journal the journey. <laughs> because again, write the vision, make it plain. And so, and yeah. that's part of each section, um, each chapter is just inspirational quotes from a lot of different entrepreneurs. And then I end the book with um, inspirational quotes from people who have inspired me. So it is an actual journal as well as um, you will have your business plan written once you're completed. That is so awesome. I had no idea that your book was that rich. I I was thinking that it was, you know, a book that would help you to learn different things about, you know, being a business owner and, you know, the ins and outs, but that's awesome that it's a journal too. That's something I would definitely buy. (laughs) I have to say, say, D, that part of it came out of me, (laughs) me being selfish. And when I would meet with clients and I always give homework once, you know, we're done again to kind of hold people accountable. And so they would come back there Mm -hmm. second and third meetings and papers would be everywhere. I forgot this and I'm like, this, if this isn't driving you crazy, it's definitely driving me crazy because you don't have everything in one folder. <laughs> and so, so I was like, 
Brooklyn. Everything is right. And so that was one reason I started writing that book. <laughs> so kind of a selfish Wow. Yeah. It was a good idea, though. It definitely was. And that's something when we launched the podcast. Um, we'll go ahead and let everyone know about that, too, because I think that that's an awesome resource. Not only because it's a journal, but because you put the best of both worlds together. So you can learn and, you know, process and then put down what you create from what you just learned. And I think that that's the the best thing right now. So I will be one of the people getting it. (laughs) I definitely will. And, oh, you said something earlier. You mentioned Sherry. And I love her. Okay. My communication with her and my experience with her has been amazing. So great choice with, you know, having Sherry as someone who works with you with PR. But it it led me to ask, you know, when did you decide that you wanted to expand your team and have a PR portion? Like at what level did you reach? And you're like, okay, I need to bring someone on to help me. You with know this. what? I just started working with Sherry about a month ago. And mm. about maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, I said to myself, I need a publicist. And then... As, as as every entrepreneur does, think that they can do it themselves. And I found myself, so when I say these things, I've lived them, you know, I've experienced them myself. So I found myself that little rat on the wheel and I'm just spinning my wheels and nothing is, is happening. And then let's just add on again, life. You know, I have two boys, one in college, one in high school and, you know, working. And so it was just, it was just too much. And so about, I don't know, I think Sherry and I started talking maybe about October of last year. Mm. And then the holidays came around and I said, you know what? I can't, I gotta, I gotta go ahead and do this. I can't do it. And when I say a lifesaver, like, it's just fabulous to know that somebody's handling (laughs) this part for me. So, I mean, it's an investment and, but you've got to invest in you. You've got to invest in your business to see something. Yes, I totally agree. I can, I can tell. I loved, I loved the experience that I had with her and she definitely represented you well. I already knew, you know, what to expect. And I knew that you were going to be professional. Like she really laid it out on the table mm. for the experience in me and you were going to have, and you're amazing. So I'm happy that I was able to connect with you guys. And after you speaking on, you know, how, what made you want to expand to get someone in PR or um, a publicist? What would you say as a coach um, when it's time for someone to say, you know, maybe I should invest into, you know, hiring a business coach? You know, maybe I need to to hire someone to help me to figure out what's going on with my business. Is that something that a new entrepreneur does or is it something that you wait, you know, until you're a little more seasoned? What you know what? I think, I think everybody needs a coach, <laughs> a coach or a, and or mentor. And mm. I, I have a lot of different mentors for different phases in my life. So I've Ooh. got a, you know, just my general mentor who I can go to and talk about anything. And I have a, um, a, a health and wellness coach, um, because sometimes, you know, as I try to, to eat healthy and exercise, you, you have those days, like, I just want to go get some cheesecake and lay in this bed, Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I have that. And, you know, even the coach needs a coach, you know, so I have a business coach, 
um, as well, mentor as well. And so I would say for a entrepreneur, someone just starting out, I think you, and that's why, you know, when I sit down and talk to people, I, I like to see where exactly you are in your, your thinking and the process, because everybody's not quite ready. You say you want to start a business and, but you, you, you really don't understand how much time and commitment it is. And so I would say when you get to the point that you do understand that I've got to be committed and that means if I'm still working my full-time job and, you know, taking care of house and husband and, and, um, kids and then have to come home and, and, and cook and then start working on the business at 10, 11 o'clock at night. If you, if you're at that point and that committed, then I would say it's time to get, you know, a business coach because, you know, then you know that you're really committed to doing this. But if it's something that, you know, you're still kind of, you know, teetering with, um, I would say just wait until you're ready. Um, I also do a workshop called Hobby Hustle Harvest. And so it's called Hobby Hustle Harvest, what is your position? So you have to know exactly where you're, where you are. And so are you at the point where this is just, you know, a hobby? I like to bake cakes and um, I'll give you a cake D and I just love baking. And so that's your hobby. You love to do it. Right. And so then there's, there's the hustle piece where I like to bake cakes and, you know, such and such is asking me to bake a cake for the church and ask me to bake and they're going to pay me. And I'm really not making what it costs, including my labor and everything to cover my costs, but I'm making, I've got a little hustle money, right? And then right. the last piece is the harvest. And this is when we're actually sowing and reaping what we're sowing, investing in. So, and this is a true business. So it doesn't matter, you know, where you're at, just know where you're at, right? And so if you don't have a, a hobby and expect to have a harvest, okay? Very true. And I'm happy you broke that down. That was the best breakdown you could have given. <laughs> And it it even helped me to put myself in perspective because I was like, okay, so which one am I? But I'm, of course, I'm the last one, but, (laughs) but it made me think, you know, how much am I investing into all of the different ventures, ventures that I have and, you know, am I ready for a business coach? You know, it made me really just consider all of those things as you were talking. So I know some other women, you know, they'll do that. They'll have that same exercise in their head too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we think that, you know, you're expecting to be a millionaire and and you're putting in, you know, this hustle, you have this hustle mentality and you're putting in the time of someone just hustle. I know you mentioned investing and I, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to ask you this question. How important do you think investing into your brand is? Because there's a, a ton of different ways to invest, but as far as, um, you know, investing monetarily or investing resource-wise, how important do you think that is? I think it's 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 key. Um, I had a, a a client and what was at one of my workshops, and she was talking. We were talking about getting a loan from the bank, and mm-hmm. she was she was very serious, and she said she wanted a two hundred thousand dollar loan for a restaurant. So I said to her. Wow. Uh, do you, um, I said, well, t- tell me your collateral. I said, do you own a home? She said, no. I said, do you have a savings? She was like a little bit. And I said, do you have at least $20,000 in savings? And she said, no. And I said, well, 
401k? No, no, no. And so I said, so you think that the bank is going to invest $200,000 in you and you not come to the table with anything? And she Mm. Oh, wow. And I said, they're not going to take that risk. And so the same thing I say, you know, to people who, who think that it's not important to invest in your business, what kind of outcome do you think you're going to have without investing, putting any time, money, um, resources into the business? You put in what you get. Wow. Read what you sell. Yeah, that example was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect because especially with, I, I don't know what it is about, um, you know, my generation, me and my peers, we think that people, and not all of us, so I'm not going to overgeneralize, but a, a good amount of us think that people are just going to throw money into what we're doing or that we have this great idea today and then tomorrow we're going to have a storefront. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's not how it's going to happen. And I think that everything that you just said, put into perspective how it really works. You know, if you're not able to get that loan from the bank, what other way, you know, can you go about getting your restaurant out there? Maybe start at the local farmer's market or something like that, or, you know, do little things so that you can get to that point where a bank will loan you that money. But then you'll have invested into yourself enough to be, you know, qualified for that kind of loan. So I think that, you definitely put that in perspective. Well, D, I'm going to have to take you on the road with me because, yes, they need to hear that. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really said something because when, I, when, I, when, when people come to me with their grandiose ideas, and that's great. That's your vision. I love it. You, you, you know, you have to have that. But it's okay to scale back a little bit so you can scale forward. You know, so you have yeah. a restaurant. We already know that, you know. Obviously, if you want to open up a restaurant, you have some type of cooking skills, we hope. Right. And so then right. why can't you start with catering? You know, mm-hmm. why can't you start then move to a food truck? You know, so it doesn't always have to be, you know, all or nothing right off the bat. Yes. You thank you so much, because I think that especially when because when someone comes to you with a huge idea like that, and I'll say even when I first started and I came to my mom because she's one of my mentors, she just happens to be super knowledgeable about mm-hmm. stuff. So I, when I came to her and I was like, oh, mom, I want to have this um, podcast. It's going to be a show and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And she, though she didn't want to crush my dream, she had to like bring me down and be like, but does have you done one episode? You know, have you... <laughs> Do people even want to hear what you have to say? You know, do you have enough knowledge to be able to share that up uh, that knowledge with people? And it for a minute I was bummed. You know, I was like, oh, she don't support what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. But it ended up being the best advice that I could have gotten because then I was like, okay, that makes it easy for me to just start. Let me just send it to iTunes. Let me see what they say. You know, then let me expand to Spotify and then go from there. And now it is what it is. But it's just like I had that grand vision in the beginning. And had I not had someone to tell me, you know, hey, tone it down a little bit. There's levels, Mm -hmm. you know, then I would have been still out here trying to make something happen that it just wasn't the season for yet. But again, that's what I love about your generation and the youth. They're just like excited, like I can go do this, you know, and nobody (laughs) stop I love that. Yes. Yes. So true. And as we come to the end of the interview, 
I would just like to ask, you know, what are some things that we can expect from you in 2018? Like, what do you have coming? Oh, wow. So I've mentioned the book tour. We're starting on the East Coast and then we are moving to um, the Midwest. So hopefully we'll hit Kansas City, St. Louis and Chicago and then moving down south Mm -hmm. to um, Tampa, Charlotte and Houston. So I'm really excited about that. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to see you when you come to Tampa because I'm usually around that area, so I'm gonna have to keep up with the dates so that I can come and you know. Okay, participate. good. I, I mean, I love Tampa. I used to live in Tampa for three years, so I. I, love, I, love, I love <laughs> so that's um, coming up, of course. The um, so of course, what the book tour is the book, and then I have a another book that I actually wrote before I wrote the the, the Passion Plan. It's called Seasons of Holiness, and it. Yeah, it's that. done with um, um, a couple other co-authors. And so we are mm. um, launching the second edition of that. And so that should be coming up in a couple of months. And so we'll probably do some virtual book tours um, with that book. And so I'm excited about that. And then have an opportunity to um, do a online international conference and they're in lagos nigeria oh Oh, yeah it's called launch 2018 so that's coming up march 16th i believe i'm really excited about that because that's international and that's really what you know yeah and those are the the richest excuse me the richest experiences because i i realized that was one of the things i decided when first starting the podcast is that I wanted it to be international based, you know, African business owners, you know, UK business owners, just people from everywhere. And I realized that when I get to talk to people and not even just business owners from way on the other side of the world, you gain so much, um, you know, change in perception and perspective. And you just get to see, you know, how things are so different, but also how they're so the same. And I love those experiences because you always leave like, wow, they do that. You know, um, they advertise this way. A a lady that I had on the show from the UK was telling me that um, she does something called, uh, I think she called it tube advertisements or Mm -hmm. something like that. And it's some kind of underground advertising they do in the UK that reaches, you know, large numbers of people, but it's not as um, Mm -hmm. personal. But I was like, wow, we don't have that here. But that's cool. <laughs> so you get to just enjoy all those experiences. So I think that that international um, virtual tour will be yeah, awesome I'm for you. I'm excited about that. So just excited. 218. I am, my, my pastor said, this is the year of go get it. So I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yes. In the year yes. of harvest. Like, I, that's what I've been, you know, focusing on since last year I just keep everything when I'm studying or you know when I'm just worshiping or just trying to get myself together spiritually I keep seeing the word harvest or hearing the word harvest and I'm like you know what 2018 is definitely mm-hmm. the year of harvest because mm-hmm. I know some people who've been working hard for yeah. years and they're like you know when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen and I'm like you know what this may be the year for you. <laughs> this may I will be second it. that it is coming. Yes. Yes. And where can people find you? You know, where are you at most as far as like um website, social media? Yes. Where are you? On Instagram, I am on I'm at SBH Passion Pusher. 
on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. It is A C E O's Passion. And then my mm-hmm. website is www.stacybankshouston.com. Oh, and you know, I'm, I'm all about websites. So I definitely, because I know that'll be around, you know, forever, as long as you keep it there. So I will definitely tag that in the show notes, just so that people can, you know, connect with you further. Uh, I'm sure there are some people who may want to, you know, just ask you questions. You've been in everything. So I think that people will really be happy to, you know, reach out to you and get some knowledge or, you know, whatever. Yes, and I love to chat. I love to chat. So uh, I look forward to that. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. It was such, such, such a pleasure. Like I, I couldn't have asked for more. And I know it's some gems in this episode that I probably was just so deep in it that I'm not even going to realize until I get ready to edit it. But you were you were mm-hmm. awesome. I loved all of the knowledge. Oh, that thank you. you. This has been today. a delight. I love I love talking and I love people talking to people who are just as passionate and energetic. So thank you and, and blessings to you and your journey as well. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll keep that. And this is not the last okay. time we'll talk. I will be I will be in your inbox, okay? Checking on you because I have to come when you um you know come down to Tampa. I will have to travel there Absolutely. just to see you. Absolutely. Meet you in I person. told you I'll have to take you on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I will be ready because halfway through this year, I will I will be free and ready to, you know, go full force with everything. So I will definitely keep that in mind. That's something right. I want to do. Okay. So for everybody, for everybody else, you guys, I really hope that you were, you know, you had your notebooks ready for this episode because there was so much. And um, definitely go check her out. Visit her website. Um, hit her up on Instagram. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to her. You know that she is a coach at this point. So if you're looking for, excuse me, a business coach, definitely reach out to her. You know, see what she's all about. You can see that she's down to earth and, you know, easy to talk to. So if you're looking for someone like that, definitely reach out. Other than that, you can find us on Spotify iTunes and Google Play. So if you want to share this episode, feel free to do so. We would love to have you and anyone that you bring. And until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and have an awesome day. Hello, I'm Stacey Banks Houston, and you've heard my story here on Success on Demand.